0: You're listening to another entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast, the podcast for small to medium-sized enterprises. Join your host, Amory Cross, as she interviews business experts and industry thought leaders on best practice initiatives, innovation, and insights to help you grow your business. Now, over to your host.
1: Welcome to Smart Connect Podcast Episode 5, featuring business experts and industry thought leaders to help you effectively navigate a constantly changing and disruptive marketplace. Hi, I'm your host, Anne Marie Cross. Now, are you aware that the Oz Industry Research and Development Program is a great tool for emerging businesses to use as part of their capital raising program? Joining me today is Douglas Townsend. He is a specialist in the Oz Industry R&D Incentive Program and a dedicated consultant to a wide range of companies, driving programs that have released funds to commercialise emerging technology across a range of industries. Douglas is an entrepreneur by nature and an accountant by training. With an extensive background in business and cash flow management, his knowledge lies in providing expert advice to clients with research and development claims and government programs to accelerate their growth. Now on today's show, Douglas is going to speak about government is here to help you seriously get started on the path of using government programs to support your business how to successfully apply for grants i know that many of us are looking to do that how to make your local government a marketing channel so lots more on store for in the show for you today welcome to the show douglas Hi, Anne-Marie. Good to be here. Yes, look, I'm really excited about this show because so many entrepreneurs, small businesses, enterprises really look at government programs, particularly the Oz industry, the R&D, as something which is, is what they vie for, yet often struggle to achieve. So it's really good to be able to tap into your knowledge. The government really is here to help. Seriously, that's what you say, getting started on the path of using government programs to support your business. What are some things... Things that you see small businesses and enterprises doing well but perhaps also what are we not doing well which is one of the reasons why we're not successful when applying for these grants?
2: Okay, small businesses uh, in Australia are very, very innovative, um, most small businesses that um, enter into the market, enter into the market with great ideas um, and their execution is, is around delivering those ideas is, is really good but we're we really fall down in this country is access to angel capital investment and venture capital investment, which generally means that small businesses raise money for family and friends. They end up uh, you know, developing up projects and ideas and they get to a certain point and they run out of cash. Mm. Um, and that's very, very difficult because generally what happens they're probably two steps away from commercialisation they may have a prototype uh, but they just can't get through that valley of death and that's really where are, the R&D tax incentive program can help
1: people out. You've mentioned also the fact that you have helped many of your clients across a range you know, range of industries. Just off the top, what sort of industries? Because I know it's so easy for us to listen to a podcast or listen to an interview and say to ourselves, well, not me because I'm in such and such industry. So what are some of the industries you've helped?
2: Well, it's amazing, the, the spread of industry. So we've helped the company who had been in the entertainment industry, developing up and uh, producing shows for 20-odd years. Um, And they were doing R&D and weren't aware of the fact that they were doing Mm -hmm. R&D. So we went in there, and their R&D claim was rather significant. um, And they've they've got really good outcomes. And out of those outcomes, they've been able to actually create a new business division Uh, which is around the commercialisation of um, their uh, attractions that they can take outside of their business uh, and put into other places and it's allowed them to go international. Wow. We helped. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. But we helped. The the best one I like is we had a client who was, um, really sort of had a small, what you'd call, hobby business. She was making soy candles. Um, and she'd grown that business online and started to sell the soy candles um, up into Southeast Asia and Northern Australia. Um, and she, for the first time, started getting a lot of complaints about the quality of the candles. Hmm. And only after trying to figure out what was going on, I only tweeted to her that once the candles hit the tropic of um, Capricorn, they started to melt. Ah. So she had to develop new ways to be able to package and send the candles so that they retained their shape and and everything like that. So she was doing a small program around that and getting new packaging developed up and everything like that and we helped her Recover some of that money, so she could reinvest it back into her business, mm.
1: which can help to grow the business further. Yeah, amazing. You mentioned initially in the first uh, client that you gave the example of around that they were developing shows and they had that been doing that for a number of years, but they didn't realise that many of the processes, if you will, that they were doing was classified as research and development. So for people who perhaps are in that same um, situation and may not be realising that, hang on a sec, what you are doing those activities really are clearly research and development what are some of those things that you can share that really are functions within the the research and development capacity
2: so the the whole process about r&d is effectively are you creating new knowledge for your company that you couldn't have got elsewhere and we'll use an example that Oz industry do use so if you decide i want to develop a a soft drink that is, tastes and looks the same as a leading global brand. Um, how do I go about it? Well, obviously you can't go to the global brand and say, hey, I'd like your recipe. Could <laughs> you give me a recipe? Because uh, they wouldn't like that. So what you would then have to do is search around and go, okay, well, I can't do that, and I can't get just hire someone Give me that information, mm-hmm. so I'm going to have to develop it up myself. Now that might mean that you then go out and pay someone who is expert in developing up recipes um, to come up with something that then you're testing and retesting until you get the exact flavour and maybe the texture of the, the of the drink right. Uh, that's research and development. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, taking it through that that stage. It's information you couldn't go elsewhere. It's about that with a commercial prospect about that. And you've had to do some experimentation. Now, experimentation is conducting an activity where the result cannot be known beforehand. Mm. So you can't um, do experimentation based around the fact of mixing two ingredients together to make a cake. that's well known, right? But, if, but but if you were saying, okay, I wanted to add omega three fish oils to that cake, uh, I need it to taste exactly the same. I, I I've got to figure out how to do it. Then you can do it because there's no way of you knowing what the outcome is going to be with the different levels that you put there.
1: But what if it also requires you to invest in expert help? Yes, yeah, so anything
2: that you have to pay. To, to, to do your research and development, including your overheads to allow that to happen, mm. becomes eligible R&D. There's only there's a few criteria. If you're doing it offshore, um, it would be best to go to what they call an advanced finding. So you would go to Oz Industry and you would say, hey, look, I, I want to do this. I can't do it in Australia. The expert I need in another country Mm -hmm. and therefore I need to be able to employ those people then they'll look at it and they can give you a claim. Generally anything you're doing in Australia As long as it's, say, the R&D is a general R&D project, the expenses will be claimable.
1: Let's talk a little bit about how to successfully apply for grants. I know that uh, it can be quite a long, well, for many different types of grants, a long and laborious process, and putting all the time and energy in and then getting, no, you weren't successful can be quite disheartening. So what are some tips, what are some things that we need to be aware of?
2: Okay, the first tip and and what I tell all my clients and people that talk to me about this, because you can imagine, I, you know, when I go to parties and tell people that my business is about helping business get money from government, they're (laughs) (laughs) queuing (laughs) up.
1: I can imagine.
2: (laughs) And the first thing I have to tell people is, government is not interested in investing in your business.
1: Mm -hmm. Not
2: interested whatsoever in investing in anybody's business. That's what the market is for, that's what entrepreneurs are for. What government, the one thing government is really, really interested in investing in is jobs. Yes. So whenever, whatever application you're doing, always keep that in mind. You're interested in how it creates jobs and, and maybe secondarily, and at a secondary level, there's always does not meet the current government's policy settings? So if the government has a real... Idea that mining is good for the economy or that advanced manufacturing is, there'll be policies will be set and government grants will be set in those areas. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you've got to figure out is where does my business sit in terms of the the grants uh, spectrum and where does my business sit in terms of government priority areas or where does the project sit more importantly. So if you can have a look at that, and make whatever you're going to do to align to that, then you're going to have a greater chance of getting a successful outcome.
1: Douglas, just on that note, and I'm sure you've got some more tips you want to share, but just on that one, looking at really understanding clearly what the government what's important to government are there some resources that businesses can go and do some more research around to find out where 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 are the key areas that the government really is looking at within their policies is there any key resources that you recommend the,
2: the government websites are fantastic look at the, whoever the party in, in power is have a look at their website that'll tell you the the, the overall positioning of the government of the day Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day government is about politics and politicians making decisions that then the bureaucracy executes on and the bureaucracy takes the general programs and and turns them into programs that can be delivered uh by the department so that's the way but the biggest thing is is have a look at the, the you go on just don't need to type in the federal government have an overall um, grants website that you can go in and have a look into. You just type in Australian government grants into Google or your search engine. Um, it'll bring up the grants website. You can search all the grants. The biggest key thing is, is read everything three times and it's like an exam. Answer the question make sure you're answering the mm-hmm. question. I've seen people putting grants, oh, I bought I went for this grant, and send me what you've done. They send it to me and go, well, you haven't answered the question. Mm-hmm. The government was looking for this particular outcome, and there's nothing in what you put down that actually says, and if you give me the money for this and I do that, this will give you the result that meets your outcome. Yeah. And that's what you've got to do. You've probably, It's just like the university. You know, question. Make sure you answer the question. Be very, very clear. Say exactly what you want to say and leave out the marketing hype.
1: They they see right through that, and they're really all about the outcomes. And we can be guided by the outcomes that we want to to highlight, very much to the you know to, to how the question was framed and what they're looking for. And often, I think, as business owners, we can get so excited about our business idea and the potential that we can get in, stuck into the marketing hype. But this is just the facts. Give us the facts, the outcomes. That's all they need, and that's that's all they're. Certain looking for are there any other top tips that you want to share with people today
2: yes certainly look there are some grants that may not be worth the time going for the criteria of the grant may take up more of the time and effort than you can get and there's other times where our business exists is that clients had projects that don't quite fit the grants Mm. now it's about how you negotiate your way through So if you're wanting to do it yourself and you're saying okay, I I, I don't want to pay an outside expert, I want to do this myself, I would certainly recommend the first thing to do is go up and speak to your local Member of Parliament because they're going to help you and be able to guide you. Ring up the department and find out who the program manager is and have a discussion with them. Talk to people before you actually start the process and try to understand how it works Mm -hmm. what the timings are and what you're really going to have to do to get the money out of of the grant. And that will certainly, um, the money, the time that you invest up front uh, will reduce the time and effort you have to go through whilst you're going
1: through those programs. Mm. That's interesting that you mention that, Douglas, the fact that you can ring and speak to some of those key people involved in that. And and if you're going, and, and obviously this is not a pitch, it's certainly not a pitch, but rather finding out relevant information to see whether your idea or what you're putting together in that um, you know, application is what they're looking for and they can certainly give you some, some advice around that, whether or not they think that it's going to be a viable option option for you. Any other tips you want to share today?
2: Any business that um, is operating in this space that wants to engage and look for government, there's plenty of spending the economy from government. Government, mm. that Probably for most businesses, government is spending money in the economy. So if you're not signed up to you know, the tender website, your, your state, your, your national website, whatever you're doing, Sign up, have a crack at a tender at least once a year. Mm -hmm. The reason you can do that is because quite often the questions that they're asking in the tender make you think about how your business is running in that particular service offering that you're doing. And it gives you, it's almost a good fault check of where you are in your business as much as anything else. It does take time, but I, I believe even if you're unsuccessful, that time makes your business better because you've had to go through a very uh, strict process of being very clear about your product or service that Mm. you're trying to sell into the marketplace. Um, Local government is a great place too. They're often doing stuff, you know, and have tenders out. People who are offering products and services should be trying to find out from their local government what they need. They are big spenders. Most local governments have big have budgets between 30 and $60 million a year, and they do procure a lot of services and products in that
1: budget. Yeah, and you do mention that you wanted to speak a little bit about how to make your local government a marketing channel, and I would imagine that what you've just shared is certainly a key step in that uh, area. So many of the local governments have websites. Would that be a good place to start, to actually go and do a bit of research on on their individual websites?
2: Oh certainly Most Local governments will have an economic development arm, um, or they will be engaging with the local chamber of commerce. Now, if you've got, if you're wanting to sell into that, participate, mm-hmm. go to the meetings, turn up, find out what's going on. Not only is it great for your personal network in your local area, but you will then you will get to know the people in local government, and you get to know when things are coming up. Um, whether there's something there for your business the, the opportunity for the business in selling for them and also you'll be able to the discuss then find out what's going on in the future. Now you may not be uh, offering a particular service but you may know that the local government is looking at developing up a sporting precinct and you can you know, see if they're doing that I could get product for selling to that, then it can open up different opportunities in businesses that you haven't ever thought about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think from what you're saying, this really needs to be part of a long-term strategy. I mean, when you're talking about grants, when you're talking about local and, and federal government, it's not overnight thing, is it? It really does take... Relationship building is so important, we know, in businesses. But this uh, area, tapping into research and development and other grants that are available, it is really a long-term process and things often happen way in the future, don't they? Like, obviously, grants and, and opportunities to put forward for... What's the longest, if we're looking forward in the future? I mean, they're planning months and months, if not longer, ahead in the future, aren't they?
2: Well, most local governments um, will do a four- to five-year strategic
1: Oh, wow, plan. yeah.
2: So if you're in, say, the construction industry, you need to get hold of as many of those strategic plans mm. as you can yeah. because they will tell you where the local government is looking to spend its money on the products and services it's going to offer in the future. State governments do the same and and federal governments are down there. So the budget paper is a really good uh, idea of where future government spending activities are going to take place. In terms of the R&D, if you're a business, a manufacturing business and creating stuff, uh, you're probably doing Mm. R&D. every chance you're doing R&D today, the only question you're going to ask yourself is, with my time and efforts, uh, as long as you're paying yourself a salary, am I spending more than $20,000 in this? If the answer is yes, go and speak to your, your accountant or your uh, local R&D advisor. Sit down and spend the half an hour discussion with them to determine if you are actually doing R&D. The program exists um, there because government wants to encourage Businesses to do r and d commercial outcomes because they lead to jobs. Mm. That's that's what it's there to do. Most people who are doing r and d do not make claims, either because they're not aware of it or their accountant is is nervous about doing it or they're nervous about doing it. Um, The the simple fact of the matter is is the program is run in two parts. Oz industry are the ones that determine what you're doing, whether that's an R&D project. And you fill out the application you send it in, and if they look at it and go, this is fine, they will register that as an R&D program. Um, And then you do your tax side. Now it is a self-assessment system, so that's where you need to have the tax agent there or an R&D expert who works with a tax agent, uh, sitting down and going through there they're with it. You can do it yourself, but most people aren't that confident to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you determine that, just go do it. I mean that's the program, it's the only program that sits there that says it's an entitlement program. So as long as you're meeting the criteria, uh, you will get your outcome. You will get your you will get your refund or your rebate based on the R and D spend. So it is an entitlement program.
1: Now, I know that this is an area that is your expertise and you certainly help clients. Before you share a little bit more about the work that you do and how people can get in contact with you, I know you've mentioned already two great examples from the clients you've helped. What is, do you have a, a success story of maybe the most, I don't know, strangest or the most, I don't know, You know that, that you supported in getting their R&D that you want to share today? Um, well,
2: look, I'd probably see, Entertainment guys were the, 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 I suppose, the biggest one because they were, they were spending considerable money in, you know, um, in excess of a million dollars a year. They were putting on new shows every year and they were creating animatronics uh, and different types of audio audiovisual um, equipment and show, uh, that they used in their shows. Yeah. Um, put these shows on and they were spending an absolute fortune and when we went in there um, every time I went back there I said now have I got everything they'd go yeah 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 we've got everything and then I mean one of the, one of the bizarre ones was have I've got everything yeah 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 we've got everything oh while you're here can you try this uh, new pumpkin beer I said, we made pumpkin beer. Oh, well, we went over to the States and we found out that for Halloween that they were serving pumpkin beer. Right. So on our show, we decided we wanted to have our people um, drink pumpkin beer, but we came back here and no one was doing it. And so we had to get a local brewer to work with them to create pumpkin beer. I said, well, do do realise that's hard <laughs> amazing I mean, even this is someone who i've been working with for a number of years yeah. and even then they didn't realise. oh yeah that's right we had to create that we commercialize commercialized there it there you go and, and so we put that through as, as a as a client so that was a that was uh i suppose it was the biggest thing that we that that came is even people who are actively involved in the program quite often forget and over the course of the year that they've been doing R and D, so mm. I would say to people if you're creating stuff, what have you, take notes, write it down, and then that way you're starting. To
1: and what's really interesting about that example is, yes, they they've obviously had to to manufacture and develop specific technology to help them, but they're very much, and if you look at the show component of their business, that very much I'd imagine is like a service. It's their expertise, it's knowledge that they are d- developing, and obviously creating jobs for people that come in and work with their organisation. And I think sometimes we as businesses could think, well, we we do provide. A, a service or an area, a new area, which we know is quite innovative um, and, and needs research and development around to take to market. So, uh, so it's not just products, but certainly um, expertise as well. In the case of, I'd imagine this, this show producer. The R and D is all
2: about knowledge. It's not about physical things.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So,
2: so it's the knowledge that, that that you have that that is what you're claiming on. So it can be a service if if that service incorporates new knowledge that you have to develop up.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So uh, Douglas, share a little bit more about um, how you can support clients and how people can get in contact with you.
2: Okay, so our company Markstone Management Consultants has been around since 2003. You can find us on the web at www.markstone.com.au. We support clients who generally have multi-level R&D claims or who are really nervous about doing it and just want us to come in and say, have we actually been doing it? And I take them through the process. I help them with their record keeping because obviously you've got to have the records. Now, quite often people have been doing R&D and then they say, well, I don't think I've got the records," So I'll take them through their emails and everything that they've got to prove that they're actually doing it. Um, and we go through that then with our accountants um, at, at our back end we take that p and we and we, we flesh out what was the eligible expenditure for both the what they call the core activities which is directly related to the experimentation and those supporting activities that needed to take place to help the experimentation take place. We, we write up the form for them. We help them write up their experiment um, in a way that, that meets the legislation so the Aussie industry can look and go yes, this is really an r and um process came on board. Now that's a that's a personal service and generally we do that for clients that have, that have spent more than $100,000 uh, on r and D. People under that I would recommend we go to Uh, our website called au that has an online system which is a self-guided system which they can sit there and fill out. We sit here at the back end and just have a look at it and go through them and and help get the wording better. But that's a a, a quicker and obviously a cheaper option for people to do get to a point where we can get the application launched for them and they can take that to their to their accountant who will then go through the eligible expenditure with them um, on on their programme. It's just uh, uh, if someone wants to do a self-collegiate methodology, this is a good way
1: to do it. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know I learned a lot, lots of great information there, and I know that uh, everyone who's listening today, certainly uh, the insights you've shared has certainly given them, yeah, to start thinking, are we doing research and development? And there's some great resources that you've shared too. So thanks for coming on the show. Thank you
2: very much
0: for having me. Are you a specialist who supports small business? And you want to increase your visibility, reach, and influence with your own podcast channel. But you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host, or if you have an existing business-focused podcast, and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach, and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, Let's Talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business.
1: Well, that brings us to the end of another wonderful show. Please do reach out to Douglas. As you can tell from today's interview, they really are experts in their field. Now, if you do want to connect with Australia's foremost collective of business experts and industry thought leaders for small to medium-sized enterprises and businesses, go to www.ssba.net.au. That's ssba.net.au.